This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. Dave leads the technology strategy for Allsight and works with clients on their initial implementation of Allsight. He has many years of experience working on the architecture and development of mission-critical enterprise applications in both the product and custom solution spaces. Dave came from IBM where he was a senior technical staff member responsible for leading the Infosphere MDM portfolio of products and working directly with clients around the world. I'm your host, Rajiv. Welcome to our show, David. Thanks for having me, Rajiv. Uh, It's great to have you. Uh, In your previous role at IBM, you were a MDM data architect. Uh, how has that role, you know, uh, helped you uh, in your current role in, in implementing customer intelligence 360 initiative? Um, yeah, I, I started working on what eventually became IBM's MDM offering back around the year 2000 or so, so some time now. Uh, at that time, it was all about evolving legacy-based customer information files with a modern system that provides a trusted single version of truth of the customer, uh, primarily for real-time operational processes and channels such as call centers and so on. And that became MDM as we know it today. And at IBM, I was the lead product architect for their MDM offerings. And in that role, I definitely had the opportunity to not just drive the product itself, but work with a number of clients around the world on their MDM implementations. So it was pretty clear that there was a big shift that was happening from a couple of perspectives. Uh, The first is that individuals today interact with companies very different than compared to, let's say, 15, 10, or even five years ago. Uh, So the definition of a customer supported by MDM really wasn't sufficient anymore. Uh, And MDM does contain a very myopic view of the customer. Instead, these organizations need a more full customer 360 based off the definition of what a customer is today. Uh, So containing relevant details such as um, the full relationship that customer has to the business, including their transactions and interactions and service requests and surveys and, and other things. Uh, the, the second is we've been finding that customer 360 itself really isn't sufficient. And instead, you need an intelligent customer 360, uh, which means that we're inferring data and, and managing it with the customer 360, such as churn and propensity to buy indicators and life events and sentiments and so on. Because really, when customers interact with an organization, they they do expect that that organization knows them now and and use that knowledge to control the the customer experience. Uh, And really, that's that's why we've developed Allsight and, and how my past MDM role has really influenced the direction of Allsight and, and why we call it customer intelligence management. We didn't really want to set out to build another MDM, but instead address the requirements of this next era. Nice. In Customer Intelligence 360, how do you uh, analyze your customers' sentiment uh, on whether uh, they're happy or not 
Yep. And sentiment certainly something that has been around for a while now. A lot of organizations do, but it tends to be very, um, uh, very channel specific. For example, sentiment of be a social post or a web chat or an email or a contact center call. Really what we're about is not just looking at these individual things, but perhaps rolling it up into an overall customer sentiment, for example, so that we know based off of not just a single experience, but many experiences or interactions, what the individual sentiment might be. Great. So are you seeing any uh, intersection between big data and customer intelligence 360 initiative? Absolutely, yes. So many organizations now, especially all the Fortune 1000 companies, have moved from experimenting with Hadoop to embracing Hadoop and and creating data lakes, for example. And it's very easy to get started on on a data lake. It's very simple to move data onto Hadoop technologies, as an example. But it's not easy to create a properly managed data lake where a customer is, is the heart and, and the customer is, is all stitched together and managed properly to then support any analytics or even operational use of the data within the lake. Nice. Within uh, your uh, business, you uh, deal with uh, entity resolution in, in the, with the big data. Now, uh, how does that work and what, what is it? Yeah. So... Ultimately, entity resolution is um, maybe in simple terms, how do we match individuals to other individuals, organizations to organizations? So when we talk about MDM and certainly customer 360 today, and, and especially within data lakes, there is a need to be able to match all of this data together with uh, with confidence. So how do we stitch together data from different sources such as um being able to match customer data to prospect data or being able to match emails that a customer sent when you don't have the customer's email address on file or even social data such as a Twitter user profile to customer data. Uh, so that's uh, that's what entity resolution is in the context of big data. And one thing I want to point out is there's always that traditional view of matching customers to customers. But it's not just about that. It's also matching other things to customers, uh, specifically with um, big data. This, that's, that's a very big difference because you have all of this data uh, that is sparse. It's perhaps unstructured and so on. And it's not just finding duplicate customers within that data, but finding those things and being able to attach them to customers so you can create a more complete customer 360. Great. Uh, now, just to add to that, uh, I'm also interested in learning about like how, like, and what kind of like techniques are involved, like stitching together and to deduplicate customer data on big data platform. I mean, can you share a, f- a few operational and analytical use cases to that? Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of techniques, it's it's probably actually helpful to to frame that within several buckets or components. Uh, for example, the first being the actual entity resolution or matching engine itself. And then the, the second being, how do we configure this engine to, to support big data? Uh, third being stewardship or governance over this data. And then finally, the consumption of the data, which I think leads it more into what the operational and analytical use cases are. So when it comes to the actual matching engine itself, um, matching has been around for some time now. Um, it's uh, advanced a lot over the years, so we can probably skip over the traditional, or at least what I call now traditional techniques, such as pr- 
probabilistic matching that looks at things such as frequencies within the data and fuzzy comparison techniques such as string distances and synonyms and, and so on. Any, anyone familiar with the matching space would be familiar with these terms. These things are really, really cool 10 or 15 years ago, but really now I consider them a commodity. And any time you, uh, you have a matching edge and you just expect that, um, uh, that these capabilities are there. But newer techniques that I want to talk about is really an evolution of this. And one example would be using contextual data. And I think a great example is Twitter users, how do you match a Twitter user to a customer record? There isn't really a lot of data on that Twitter profile, and it'd be tough to do with any confidence. Um, so instead, the technique, um, what we call contextual matching, is all around looking at uh, what is that Twitter user saying, and when did they say it, where do they say it from, who are they saying it to? Um, basically getting context and a semantic understanding of that Twitter user and, what, uh, and, and their actual tweets, and then using that to kind of triangulate in and match it to a customer profile with certain confidence. And the same approach applies if you're trying to match web chat users, email users, maybe someone filling out a product review on a website, or even uh, users that are on your website that are anonymous. How do you figure out if that's an existing customer when you don't have cookies and, and other things? Um, because a lot of big data can be sparse, um, when it comes to customer attributes, you can't rely on traditional methods of matching. You really have to um, find other kind of breadcrumb trails to match into to customer records. And, and definitely one, one exciting space uh, beyond this is, well, how do you configure a matching engine? Um, traditionally, there's all of these little knobs and dials that you have to turn to figure out the best configuration so they get the best results. And it's, it's traditionally also a manual exercise for subject matter experts to do. But now with machine learning techniques, you can actually um, self-tune the matching engines. And, and we find that um, silicone always beats carbon. So machines always do better than humans uh, in, in this regard. Uh, <laughs> In, in terms of some of the underlying technologies, we, we feel it's, it's very, very important to leverage graph technology, and this does lead into the, the use case discussion. Um, graph technology is obviously a, a natural way to store the relationships among things, so being able to relate that two customers are in fact the same with a particular confidence level or a Twitter user profile or an email uh, for example, maybe belongs to to the customer with, again, certain confidence. Um, but we also feel that this is very important for the actual users of data, which leads into the use cases. We've learned over the years that there is no one single version of truth of data like MDM provides. Instead, different users, whether it be someone in marketing or maybe someone in sales or uh, service or support, they have different definitions of the customers and different needs. And by using graph technology and always relating the data together instead of physically merging it into single records, we can now provide uh, different views of that customer. For example, in marketing that wants to use these customer 360 views to support some sort of campaign or someone in support that maybe requires data matched together with very high confidence because they have someone on the phone and, and you don't want to be um, 
um, you know, leading that customer down the wrong path. So these are some of the, the techniques and technologies that we do rely on. As it relates to uh, customer intelligence 360, uh, what kind of machine learning uh, tools or graph database uh, solutions that you're using? Or do you uh, have think I'll have better promises? Yep. So with, with uh, graph technology, um, we we believe that scalability is is quite important there's some uh, some um, more advanced let's say mdm vendors that that harp on graph technology as being natural for master data management and then others that are perhaps a little bit more traditional or legacy vendors that don't have the technology that say it doesn't scale um, so when it comes to graph technology we, we do believe scalability is extremely important and and there is graph technology that runs on hadoop for example so this gives us huge scale. For example, one uh, with one of our clients, we have um, we have literally billions and billions of um, nodes and edges in the graph that relates all of this data together and supports us um, running queries to find um, find relationships in the data that you wouldn't normally be able to find in traditional relational databases. Again, so that we can then add intelligence to the customer 360 record by discovering additional relationships or being able to assemble um, more complete and more intelligent customer 360 records for users that need to use this data. Um, uh, another really exciting field is um, machine learning in, in training the matching uh, engines. Um, so uh, we uh, were very big on using genetics algorithm, which is a, a way that kind of follows nature and Darwinian theory to, to evolve and find the most optimal configuration in, in a short amount of time, but also give us the ability to have continuous learning. So as we have data stewardships that are making decisions on data or even end users making decisions on data, we can learn from that continuously and um, and uh, continuously increase the accuracy of the matching engine based off of decisions that humans are making. So these are just a couple of examples. Now, where can uh, our listeners uh, get in touch with you on social media, like say Twitter or LinkedIn? Uh, how do you prefer to get connected? Uh, well, my email address is very simple. It's just Dave at allsite.com, or you can find me, Dave Borean, on Twitter, D A V E B O R E A N, uh, or just go to allsite.com. You can find me there as well. That's wonderful. Uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Rajiv. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajiv2k5 at Shabnam Khan 2017 and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajiv2k5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.